Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you to Knight, Jay, Nova Hedonist, Tempest, and Brianna Lynn. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our patrons will also get special episodes such as the upcoming electro scene where Dara will finally get to zap the hell out of me. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. People are always asking, where is the best way to meet people in the fetish lifestyle? Because it's a little, it's it's hard to do. It's hard. It's, you can't just walk up to somebody and go, hey, hi, how are you? Are you kinky? Oh, that would be interesting. Well, actually, you can. You okay. can walk up to somebody and, where and be like, hey, you do I'm kinky. Are you kinky too? What's your kinks? You can do this at a munch. Which is the topic for today. Yay! Our beautiful episode six. (laughs) I actually have an issue right now, guys. Uh, Rara apparently has a story about me that she's going to tell, and she won't tell me what it is. Well, it's not a story about you. It's a story about my very first munch that I ever went to. Okay. It happened back in 2015. December 2015 was my first munch. Dear God, you know the date? I do, because it's part of the story. Okay. You see, at the time, I was living in Arizona, but planning a move here to the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. So I had already established a circle of friends here in the D.C. area, and we were going to have a munch. And I was finally going to meet these people in person that I had been chatting with online for a while. So I reached out to everybody in the group, and I'm like, you got to get your damn asses to this munch, because I want to meet you finally. She's so super aggressive, you guys. I really am. I wanted to meet them. I said that you have to be at this goddamn munch. I want to meet you. So picture this. The poor girl from Arizona coming to D.C. area in December. It's a little bit colder than I'm used to. Just a tad. Just a bit. But damn it, I had an outfit that I wanted to wear. Did it include a coat? It did not include a coat. Okay, that was your first mistake. It didn't include sleeves either. Oh my girl. But it did include six inch platform silver sparkly heels. Um, wow, you must have been very tall. Well, no, because I'm just that short that the six inch (laughs) heels only made me average. (laughs) Oh my God, I would have fallen on my ass wearing that. I sat down a lot. I bet. But I came to this munch and I finally got to meet all of these amazing people. Now, I had this vision in my head of what a munch was, right? Because, oh my God, finally, all these kinksters in one place, right? This was going to be kinky as shit. Nope. Wrong. It was as vanilla as it gets. And you know what? That was okay. I think we should tell people what a munch is before we continue with any more stories. Okay, go ahead. A munch 
if you've never been before. It uh, it kind of does come across as intimidating. It is a whole bunch of kinksters in one place. So Ra-Ra was right about that one. However, it's not the rest of what she was expecting. No, I think I what you so were expecting wrong. was more like a play party in, in a... I think I was expecting a lot of leather. I mean, I A lot of that. latex. Maybe some spanking. I don't know. Just like, were you expecting people wearing like leather face masks walking around like it was a club? No, I wasn't expecting the masks because I wanted to see people's faces. So. Oh, okay. So a munch is really just a gathering. It's um, BDSM or kink lifestyle people gathering in a public space. Uh, a lot of times it includes, you know, there's a meal. Yes. Um, drinks. Drinks, drinks are, good. are very good. And it's just, it's usually in a vanilla setting and it's just a space where you can gather and meet and talk and hang out. And it's not play. It is not. It is to take away the pressure. There's no expectation of playing. You're just going to meet other people who are like you, who are kinky, who want to meet other kinksters, who want to feel safe. Yeah. And that's why I said when you go to a munch, you can be like, hey, I'm kinky. Are you kinky too? What's your kinks? That's true. (laughs) It's like the only place you can do that and not sound like a complete psycho. Well, I don't know. You just have to be careful. (laughs) Well, I mean, don't say it to the servers. Never say it to the servers. They probably don't know. But we'll talk about that, what you should and shouldn't do at a kink as we go along. Munch. Munch. Sorry. Got me all confused and flabbergasted. Rara got speechless. That doesn't happen hardly ever. So basically what a munch isn't, it is not a dating service. It is not a singles group. It is not a place where you are going to find a date. Or you should go in with the expectation you're going to find a date. You might get lucky and find a date. We actually have a friend. I know. I feel like her a matchmaker partner. at my munch. It, it's the cutest story, you guys. It's just, uh, they met at the munch. I think they were seated at the same table. How did that go? And they met and there was, you know, getting to know each other. And there was not knowing each other for a little bit. And then there was reconnecting. And now they're so cute. One of the things I should preface all of this by saying is I host two munches. I host a munch for ladies only and I host a co-ed munch. So I have very definite opinions (laughs) on how a munch should be held on the things a host should do. So if you host a munch and you don't do things exactly the way that I do them, doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but it's just my opinion because we have opinions. And your style of how to do it. And my style that this way that I think should be hosted is really what makes it the easiest for the guests. A lot of work as a host. The running joke is I don't sit down at a munch. She for- really doesn't. She did learn to wear more comfortable shoes yeah, this time. I don't. Though. Well, now that I host it, I do not wear the six inch heels. Nope. But she's just short now. Not no just, more, no, no yeah. more tall rara. So I just think that a lot of people come to munches. They find them very intimidating. They're very nervous, especially if they're coming alone without their posse of friends. Mm-hmm. And I have stumbled upon what I think is the best way to make them comfortable. Send me in. You're part of my, of my <laughs> weapons. I like that. Yes. I'm a munch weapon. You are a munch weapon. That doesn't sound very friendly, though. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get people to understand it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. So why should you attend a munch? Well. Tell us, Dora. 
I will. It's okay. okay. So first of all, besides having a meal and uh, being with people and just it being generally fun, it's just finding people that have similar interests as you. Or it's, you know, it can also be a networking kind of thing. I pass out my electrocalisi cards right. at munches and I get clients that way. And I introduce people to my kink that way. Most of them look at me like, you know, they say, I'm just like, yeah, well, my kink is electro. And they're like, the hell? Because they think it's hooking people up to a car battery. Tempting though, that is with some people. Trolls, yes. Yeah. And certain people that he shall not be named. But it not. And I have to, you know, I like explaining that to people and telling them exactly what it is and what it isn't. And I can do that in a really chill, safe way at a munch where it's not, you know, I'm not telling people at a, you know, at a party, hey, come and do this with, I'm not going to do that anyway, but it's, it's a lot less pressure. It's just chat. Right. One of the things that I liked best as an attendee is learning about different kinks. Because the odds are that the people who come to a munch, they're going to be people who are into different things Mm -hmm. than you are into. So to be able to sit down and discuss and learn, I'll find out about kinks I've never even heard of. Because you'll introduce yourself to somebody and you'll say, what are your kinks? It's like, it's actually kind of funny. Instead of saying like age... And location and, and major, all of that. And major. Like you, used to- <laughs> hey, you know, hey, what do you do? And the first thing normal people think of is a job, right? Okay. No, in our case, oh, what are you into? Okay, well, I'm raw raw now. I'm into staples and impact and uh, blood. <laughs> I do not usually start with blood. Well, not over a meal. I It does come out when people, when I'll mention I'm into impact. And, and I just say, I'm into electro. That's it. And I'm a little... I do tend to warn people, you, especially newbies, don't think you have to do it the way I do it because I've been doing this a while. You're, I'm you're the extreme. advanced class. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the advanced class. One so, of my favorite things about munches, though. So we've said before, I do have a newbie fetish. Yes. And when Rara sicks me on a newbie, I hope it's oh, not that intimidating. Sounds so bad. I don't sick you on a newbie. No, but you do point to them and say, hey, that one looks new. Why don't you go say hi? Well, because... As as a host, one of my responsibilities is to make sure that people feel comfortable. And especially if they come by themselves, they're not just staring there, twiddling their thumbs. They've got somebody to talk to. Therefore, I tell Dara so that she goes over and talks to this new person. Yeah, and I'll just plop on down next to the chair or next to their chair and just, Hi, I'm Dara and welcome to our munch. I'm not a host, but I'm going to say hi. And I'm incredibly weird sounding and probably should be committed at that point. Do I scare people when I do that? If you do, no one's admitted it. And I've never had anybody not come back to a second lunch after oh, they talked to you. <laughs> Glad I didn't scare people away. Yeah. Uh, when you meet people at a munch, do not assume that everybody who is at that munch is a good is a good player. Because a lot of the people at the munch, I will only know superficially. So my munches were getting pre-pandemic, we were averaging about 45, 50 people a munch. I will not know everybody there. And even the ones that I know, I don't know them intimately that I could say to you, I vouch for that person. Yeah, you don't know them as a as a play partner. You don't know them as you've never seen them play, right. some of them. And there's an incredibly wide range of experience at munches. You've got people who are just now figuring out that they're even into certain kinks. Versus people who have been doing it since the 70s. Exactly. That's sort of why you should attend a munch. Now, what can you expect when you get there? Well, this is how I run my munch. When you come in, 
I will be standing there waiting for you to greet you, to say hello. As soon as you walk through the door, I'm always, my head's always swiveling around looking for new people who are coming into the munch. And I walk up and I introduce myself and I lead them over to the tables because I want to make sure that they feel welcome. That's Mm -hmm. important. If you walk into a munch and nobody's greeting you, nobody's saying hi to you, I know that's a turnoff. I've heard from people who've been to munches like that and either they don't stay or they don't come back. And since the munch for a lot of people is an introduction to the kink lifestyle, I want it to be a damn good introduction. And it usually is. And, you know, I've been to munches that are not rah-rahs and they're all usually very welcoming. The ones that I've been to anyway, I don't know about anybody else's experience other than my own, obviously, but I've, I felt pretty comfortable and pretty welcomed at every munch I've been to. Right. I've had different experiences. I had one munch where I know they had ambassadors set up. So as soon as you walked in, you did have basically a greeting committee. Mm -hmm. I went to another munch where that did not happen. And if I were anybody other than me, that could be an issue. But being that I am the, as a friend says, extra hurt, (laughs) I would just walk, I would literally walk up to people and go, I don't know you. Hi, I'm Rara. I do that too. When there's people, I think that's actually how I met one of my um, subs was that you were a munch and it was because I saw him walk in and we had no idea who he was. You figured out that he was new. He sat at our table and we started talking and then I just kind of looked at him and I was like, I'm going to keep you. There you go. And we're actually still friends. Some of my funniest things are when I walk up to somebody thinking they're there for the munch and they're not. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, if they walk into the restaurant with their kids, that's easy. Yeah, that's a good I clue. I just pay no attention. But I've had people walk in and I'm like, hi, are you here for the munch? And if they look at me and go, what's a munch? My answer is, okay, no, you don't know. Goodbye. Goodbye. Never mind. So you're going to see people together, either sitting down, standing up, talking. Moving around a whole lot. Yeah. Um, It actually, I do know that that part irritates the servers quite a bit because if we're moving around talking to people, like... I'll come in, I'll establish a spot, I'll put my stuff down, and I will put in an order for a drink or something, and then I will immediately start running around the room and talking to people. It can be people that I know, it could be people I don't know, it, I, whatever. I'm running around and I'm talking to people and being a one-person welcoming committee. Yeah, and conversations may be kinky, and they may be totally vanilla. You just don't know. And they could be all of it, because it could be starting off as something vanilla that reminds you, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go to the post office because I had to mail all these boxes. Oh, yeah, and my new flogger just arrived in the mail. Oh, I love it when a new flogger arrives in the mail. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> You don't use a flogger. No, I don't. I'm still pretending to be you. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to have to be a little shorter and a little giddier. Well, at least I've got the tits. You've got the tits. That's that's true. That's already, you know, my costume, my Rara costume is already partway there. But don't be surprised if while you're at a munch, if there's just conversations going on about family and jobs. It doesn't always have to be 100% kink related 100% of the time. Outside of kink, we have lives, sadly. There was a proposal at a munch. There was? Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that. I don't think you were at that one. Oh. But uh, in our group, that was actually where they met. Uh, well, they didn't meet at the munch, but it was a big part of their their lives was, you know, kink and munch. And uh, yeah, they just happened right in front of us at the table. He just was like, pulled out the ring and people went nuts. I would go nuts if that happened. It was so cute. Uh, I did meet my ex-girlfriend at a munch. Well, that's handy. 
we were together for three years. So yeah, I, 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 as we talked about in the last episode, I'm not using FetLife to find partners anymore. Now you're just using munches. Now I'm just using munches. Now you're using your own munches. If, if we can have them again. Yes. Right. So one of the things that a lot of people want to know is what in God's green earth should they wear to a munch? Jeans. You could wear a pretty sleeveless blue dress with six inch heels. But you could do that, but then I would strongly <laughs> suggest only doing that when the weather's warm because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise wear a coat over off. it. Um, no, I've worn, you know, I've gone to munches straight from work. So I've got the business casual. I've gotten wearing just jeans. You could just wear something cute and it's pretty much whatever. Right. You don't want to wear fetish wear though. It is not appropriate. You need to be street legal. Definitely. Also keep in mind whatever the rules are for the establishment that you are going to be at. So if you're at a bar, it's different than going to a family restaurant. Exactly. You can wear sweatshirts, you can wear sweatpants, you can wear yoga pants. Be comfortable. It's it's really chillaxed. It's not anything completely crazy. So it's just your comfort level and appropriateness. At a munch, if you're going to be attending for the first time, you usually have someplace you can RSVP. So you find out about it through FET and you RSVP on FET. Now that RSVP is not in stone. If you can't go, you can't go. If you're not sure, put yourself down as a maybe. But as a host, it's important for me to get a general idea of how many people are attending so that I can make the proper arrangements with the establishment and we can make sure that we have enough wait staff for the numbers that we're expecting. Yeah, if it's like 20 people versus 45 people that show up, there's a huge difference. They don't have enough tables set up for that. You have to be able to tell the restaurant or bar or wherever the heck you are what's going on. It may make the difference between out in the open versus private room. Right. When we first started, we started in a private room because we were small, and then we outgrew the space. Yes. We went to standing room only, and then we ran out of even standing room. And then we had to move restaurants. We've had to move restaurants that keep closing on us. Yeah. I haven't had a whole lot of luck with that. No. (laughs) Now, who are going to be the type of people you will see at a munch? I don't actually understand that question. Because I feel like the answer is all the people. All the people. Unless it's a specific munch. So, for example... Of the two munches I run, one is ladies only. So for that munch, we only accept people who identify as a woman. Okay. But most munches are going to be men, women, non-binary. Everything in between. Everything in between. You're going to have people who are just voyeurs or people who are hardcore kinksters, doms and subs to daddies and littles. We, so I have done, uh, little munches. So we did a bowling outing. We don't call them munches. We call them outings in my group because it's, uh, all of the caretakers taking the littles out. There you and go. it's super cute. And, you know, all the littles were dressed up in super cuteness outfits. And, um, we had one little boy dressed in these sweetest little Oshkosh bagosh overalls that were like, um, they were like adult sized. Okay. He was adorable. Um, so then we were at a restaurant and we did look out of place, but we weren't inappropriate. Right. And that is crucial. You need to be appropriate. You're in public. Yeah. You need to behave in public. One of the other munches that I went to was specifically mistresses and male subs. Yes. I think I was at that munch with you. 
It depends on which one it was. I know we went to one together. Probably, yeah. And then I brought my daddy as my sub, which was really funny. We do switch on occasion, but it was more fun to see him try to act more subby <laughs> than it than like the whole rest of the munch. It was just it was hysterical. So a lot of people get worried about attending a munch because it's in a public venue and they're worried about being seen. I can understand that. It's been kind of funny. I actually, at one of the last munches I was able to host, I met a new person to the munch and we got talking. And of all things, they knew my employer. So funny story about that. That exact same thing happened to me. <laughs> really? At one of your munches. Uh-oh. Yeah, there was a uh, gentleman who was there with a, a friend of ours, a lady. I guess they were testing each other out. So she brought him to this munch and introduced him to everyone. And I... We have the same profession. So we kind of looked at each other and we went, oh, okay. Where, where are you? Oh, I'm over here. Okay. Oh, you work there. I know your boss. And I just froze. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. He says, I've been friends with that guy for, you know, 20 years. We're like brothers. I went, oh shit. Right. Lucky for me, he was tactful and nothing came about. But I I had a few weeks there where I was panicking. The thing to remember is the person you're talking to probably doesn't want to be outed any more than you want to be outed. Mm-hmm. So if they say to your boss, well, I met Dara at this event, they've now outed themselves as well. Yeah. So the odds are it's not going to happen. I mean, most everybody I know is not 100% out. Except for you. I am. But I only recently came... 100% out with a lovely post on Facebook announcing, hey, everybody, I'm Polly and Kinky. And if you have a problem with it, that's your problem. Well, that was right before we launched the podcast, too. So you you felt like you kind of had right. to. <laughs> and I'm not 100% out at work only because why would it come up to my bosses that I'm kinky? Mm-hmm. It's not something that just sort of works itself into a natural I wouldn't conversation. think so. Not in your profession, no. But I have talked to my bosses about, actually, I mentioned the munch. Though I didn't call it a munch. I said I hosted a monthly dinner for alternative lifestyle people. <laughs> I haven't even said that. And <laughs> I my, haven't said alternative lifestyle or anything. My favorite was when I was asking for days off to attend Winter Fire. And my boss, I, said, I just kept calling it a convention. Mm-hmm. And my boss finally said, what kind of convention is it? And I said, oh, it's a convention for alternative lifestyles and sexual freedom. <laughs> And she just kind of looked at me and then dropped the conversation. (laughs) So I figured I was just going to leave it at that. I had to do something similar. The DC Fat Ball Mm -hmm. usually falls on a particular day that I have to work. And so I have to either, it's not like it's a huge deal day if I miss it, but it's also kind of like it's frowned upon if I just randomly take it off because it's a holiday and we have to go through all this you know, rigmarole of why do you need this day off and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I don't want to deal with that. So what I end up doing is I go to Fetball and then I sleep because I usually don't get home from that until what, four or five o'clock in the morning. I get two, maybe three hours of sleep, roll out of bed, and I put in the most minimal effort you could possibly imagine when it comes to hair, makeup, and clothing. They're lucky I don't show up on my PJs. And I just show up super late and I'm like, sorry, I didn't feel good. There you go. And I've done this for, I did that for what, two, three years in a row? The other thing is, if you do run into somebody that you know, don't greet them as if you know them until you feel it is safe 
and they would enjoy that. As sure as hell, do not greet them by their name. If you know their name, a lot of people don't use the same name in the kink world as they do in their vanilla world. Right. If you know their vanilla name and you just shout it out and that's something they've kept private, oh, hell no. Another example, for instance, if you know that somebody is married and you're assuming that the person next to them is their spouse, don't do that. It might not be. And you don't know what's going on. They could be poly. That could just be a friend. Don't make assumptions about the people that you meet. Right. How much are they going to cost? That's also a lot of the question. How much is it going to cost for me to attend a munch? It also depends on the munch. It does. It shouldn't cost you to attend the munch. There should be a ticket. Right. The price to attend it. But if they're at a restaurant, then yes, it could cost you the cost of your meal, a drink. The one big thing we tell people who attend... Be kind to your servers and tip them well, because we want to keep coming back. Yes, we do. I've been to a munch where, and I do believe this is one of the ones that you attended with me. It was um, another one where the male submissives were expected to pick up the tabs for the single mistresses. Right. Correct. And um, I'm not entirely sure how that was calculated, because there were a lot of not singles there. And if there are more mistresses, single mistresses, than there are male subs, it's it can get very complicated as far as like how to divvy everything up. Right. The important thing with that, though, is that information was in the invite. It was so clearly before posted. before you went to this munch, you knew that was the expectation. And therefore, you could then decide yes or no, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to go to it. One of the big things that people talk about is, what do you talk about at a munch? And the answer is everything. All the things. Now, if you're going to start talking about kinky stuff, please bear in mind who is around you. We've had munches because we're in a public restaurant. Sometimes the table that is closest to our group has children at it. So then you really, really need to be very discreet when it comes to talking about kink stuff. Everything else, you know, talk about work, talk about whatever. But if I'm going to sit here and talk about like floggers with Rara or, you know, find there could be somebody who makes floggers at the munch and you want to talk with them about doing a commission. If there's children at the next table with their parents, probably just get their information. Right. Have that conversation somewhere else. Right. And you can still talk about this stuff, but then keep your voice really low so that other (laughs) people can hear it. (laughs) That was cute. <laughs> she just got really, really close down. She hunkered down. I said, keep your voice very low. <laughs> I've sat at tables where we've had newbies. And some of the questions have been about the lifestyle in general. So we talk about it. Well, luckily, a lot of the times, it dep- like, again, it depends on the restaurant. It depends on where you are. If you're, like, if you're in a restaurant in a private room, cool, no problem. If you're in a restaurant that's more open... Maybe move to a table that is further away from the other patrons, the other guests, and have just be surrounded by the kinky people. So how people behave at a munch. We've talked about the talking. But there's other little subtle things that are frowned upon at a munch. Okay. For example, and I'm going to use littles a lot because that's just the easiest for me off the top of my head to think about. Littles who use pacifiers or sippy cups. I highly recommend not doing that at a munch. Even if it's a munch specifically for littles, unless it's in a safe zone. So if you're at a restaurant 
and there's going to be other patrons, then absolutely not. It's not appropriate to have the cup, sippy cups, or mm-hmm. other little thing. Because the other people who are there at the restaurant have not consented to being a part of your kink. And as a little, and as somebody who does host munches and outings, what we did was, yes, some of us were dressed in, you know, cute little outfits and we had our hair. And I think for the bowling one, I got little uh, glow sticks and we all dressed up and, and put stuffies. on headbands. Yeah, stuffies we are vanilla things, Always too. have stuffies. Stuffies are vanilla things. So to have We that just looked fun. like a bunch of overgrown girls and boys with... Stuffed animals and, you know, unicorn purses and it just looked like it was our thing. And then, you know, we had more adultish looking people with us. But again, I do host parties and out, you know, when we're not out in the world, we absolutely drink out of sippy cups and, and have passies and wear onesies, but it's in my house. And I know some areas where the munch is held at a dungeon. Oh, yeah. In which case, then it would be absolutely appropriate to have all those things. Doesn't our local dungeon have something where it's, like, called Tiny Terrors and they, they like, let the littles loose or something they like that? They do have specific events for it. I know of, I have friends who run munches in other states, and they do their slightly different. Our munches here, for the most part, are completely separate from play parties. You go to a munch, you meet people, End of story. Mm -hmm. At some of these other places, the munch is a vetting event. And you go to the munch where you get vetted. And if you pass the test, you go straight to the play party that happens after the munch. Oh, directly after. Directly after. So I know that some of us use munches as vetting opportunities. Right. But there's no play party after the munch. Exactly. I mean, I use mine for an initial vetting. It's not so much that what you do at the munch is going to guarantee you entrance to my party as much as something you do at the munch may mean you'll never get into one of my parties. Oh, yeah. If you're obnoxious to a server, for example. Right. If you don't know how to behave in public. If you skip out on the bill. Oh, yes. All those things will happen. Yeah, don't do that. You have to be prepared. As I said, different areas do different things. And research your area. Research what happens at a, at a munch. And we said this previously on uh, our FetLife episode. FetLife is a good way to figure out where a local munch could be. And if you're unsure, find the munch, find out who's, who's hosting the event, and reach out to the host. Hosts are happy to answer questions about their munch because it's important to us that you have a good time and obviously that you behave yourself so we don't get kicked out of the restaurant or or the bar or whatever. So please message us and ask and we are happy to tell you whatever you need to know about the munch. And if you're lucky, you'll get somebody like Rara who sticks a welcoming committee on you and uh, you'll get to... You know, well, maybe not sick. You did say you didn't like that word because it sounds like you're releasing the puppy. And Release it's like, the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you just called me a bitch or not. <laughs> okay. I think we should move on. <laughs> Meanie. <laughs> also, don't forget, please do not use titles. Like, don't yell across the room, master, in the middle of the restaurant. That can get iffy. Even things like daddy. Well, yes, there are some. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> there are some regions of, I know in the United States, there's some regions where calling each other mommy and daddy makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's still not going to make sense to most of the people if you yell out daddy across the way. Well, I have a friend of mine who is not my daddy. 
He's a good friend of my daddy's. Okay. And just to make him blush, I decided I was going to start calling him Poppy. Oh, yeah? Oh, it works every time. He blushes bright red. It's wonderful. But I may have accidentally said that in a slightly more public area. He might have been at work. Oh, dear. But nobody noticed. Okay. So I got away with it. But that then time. I was, yeah, no, never again. But I was the one blushing after that one. <laughs> Which is kind of hard to do. And I managed to do it to myself. So you can tell how unbelievably embarrassed I was. People have asked me, what should they say at a munch? One of the things to be aware of in our community is we have a lot of gender fluid people. We have non-binary people. Not everybody uses the simple him, he, she, her. If you're not sure, because I know this happens to me all the time, if you're not sure, avoid the pronouns. Or just point blank ask somebody, what is your preferred pronoun? We do ask that a lot. It's important. We have a few people that present as masculine. I know of at least two. And then when they come to a party, they present as feminine. Right. And at that point, even if you know them in their more masculine persona normally, oh, wait, I just thought of another one. So three, just ask, say, okay, do I say she tonight? Are you female or is this a costume? Because we do a lot of costume parties too. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of gender bending in the costumes. But I do know that quite a few of them prefer the pronoun for that time. One of the biggest complaints that I have gotten from people about attending a munch is nobody talked. They'll say, nobody talked to me. I missed one? Well, it never happens at my munch. Okay. Whew. Because between you and I, there's not a person there who we haven't I talked know, to like, at some I point. Just, that concerned me, actually. But other munches. Okay. And my first response to that is, did you go up and talk to somebody yourself? Because you can't expect that you're going to go to a munch, you sit there, and everyone will come to you, and you don't have to initiate. It's like anything, vanilla, kinky, whatever, if you don't put forth the effort and introduce yourself to people and talk to people and participate in conversations, yeah, you're going to walk away from the munch thinking, I had a rotten time. So that might be easy for someone like you and someone like me who are pretty extroverted, but what about really shy people? Even if you're really shy, you still have to make some effort. It might not be at the level that you and I do, but if you don't at least smile at somebody, and make it appear that you're open for conversation. Mm -hmm. It gets very hard. Rara and I are the people that if we see you sitting alone at a table at a munch and we know you're there for the munch, one of us is probably going to go over there. If not, there's actually a lot of people at your munch that do that. We're very conscious of people that need someone to, you know, hang out with and talk to. And like I said, it irritates the crap out of the servers that we keep moving around. But... It is very important, but there's been other times where I've gone to a munch and I've had a rough day and I don't want to. Yeah. When I attend as a guest at a munch, I will talk a lot less because there's no pressure on me. But even so, if I have a new person and I have greeted them warmly and I usually will walk them over to a table, sit down and introduce them to the other people at the table. And there's always one extrovert at every table. If you're just sitting there and you're looking down at your plate or your phone. And your phone, or your phone. And you're not participating at all in the conversation. I don't know you're going to have a good time. And I don't know that you're going to get anything out of it. And there's only so much that the people who are actually talking can do. Right. I mean, I can try and pull you in, but I'm not going to... What's that saying? You can lead a horse it's to water. water. You can't make them drink. Right. Horse. I did not just call everybody a horse. Relax. <laughs> 
That's cool. Robert called me a bitch earlier. Now I'm getting back. I never back. used those words. <laughs> you implied it. Oh, strongly. But I never <laughs> used the word. <laughs> Touching people. At a munch? Yes. Okay. Again, opinions. Strong opinions. Very strong opinions. Very verified opinions. Yes. Don't. Exactly. No. No. No, I don't care. Like, so again, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. There are some people who I will give blanket permission to touch, to hug, to kiss, to do whatever. Like me. Like Rara laying on my boobs for a second right there, (laughs) just randomly, or me just poking her in the tits before an episode to make her laugh. Like, we can do this because we know each other. We have permission. You can poke my nipple. Yes. Stop it. Well, you told me to. No, they can't see it, so it's not fun for them. But they can hear me doing it, right? Is there a sound effect? Boing, 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 boing. (laughs) Talk to the nice people. Okay. So anyway, uh, there's a, there's a huge difference between me giving somebody blanket permission to, you know, come up and, I don't know, motorboat my boobs, (laughs) probably never at a munch. And actually that was it. There is a person who has permission at parties to come up and like motorboat my boobs because he's a boob person, wants to motorboat the boobs. That person will not ever have permission to do so in a munch, in a public setting. I remember one time we were at an outing at um, a fair and somebody came up to me in the community and just grabbed my boobs. Okay, not good. Nope, smacked them right across the face. There you go. Because... No. But even something as simple as a hug. Mm-hmm. I'm a hugger. I ask people, unless I know in advance that it's okay because we've hugged in the past, I will put my arms out and I will say, I'm a hugger. Is that okay? Now, the funny thing is not one person ever has told me no. That's because your boobs are huge and they want to feel them squishy. That may very well be it. <laughs> but the point is I still had permission. Exactly. And so, like, we've got people who... um Again, and I have blanket permission to, like, grope somebody's ass. Like, I actually have permission from this person to do that whenever I want, and I still won't do it in a public space. No, because that's the whole point. You're out You're out in a vanilla setting. No, therefore, you're going to have to be slightly vanilla. I mean, I've smacked my husband for doing that in public. You have? Yeah. <laughs> he deserved it, though. He definitely did, because, again... My permission is all that matters, and I don't care if he's my husband or not. He still got smacked. I would actually like to talk about one more thing. Okay, go ahead. So You have permission. Oh, good. Thank you so much. I'm glad I have permission to talk on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) International munches. Yes. I've not done it. I know somebody who did, and it turned out wildly awesome, according to what she said. It is something that is on my bucket list. I actually, my husband and I were supposed to go to Amsterdam and then pandemic and quarantine and no Fuck flights. Fuck COVID, yeah. <sighs> Fuck COVID indeed. That was my honeymoon, man. Oh, man. So we were supposed to go to Amsterdam and I had this whole huge plan to message, to find a munch in Amsterdam on FET. I was going to message the people and say, hey, when is the munch? Can Is it possible that I can, you know, you can have one on this date? Is there one on this date that we're going to be here? That was my whole like, I really, really, really wanted to do this. It sounds like a blast. Well, I kind of think that, again, you have to research it. You can't just say, if there isn't a munch in that space, I don't think you can say, hey, I'm going to be here. Can you have a munch just for me? Right. If they offer it, 
That's different. That's different. Cool. Go ahead. Take that. I think that actually happened to our friend that went to a different country and tried that. And I've had guests at my munch from other areas that were in town on business. I mean, DC's a big town for people to come to for uh, business and vacation. And I have had people from other states. International slash out of town slash anything like that. I personally just want to do an international one because I think that'd be great. I'm fascinated by how people kink in other parts of the country. So I would love to do that. That's definitely never... If When I can travel again, you best believe I'm going to start hitting other countries and just try to munch it up every single place that muncha, I go. Munch muncha, muncha. That did sound really dirty. <laughs> I'm just going to munch my way through Europe. <laughs> no, don't take that the wrong way or nothing. <laughs> really take it in the BDSM way where I'm actually talking about like a munch. munch. <laughs> Woo! So, so yeah. Cool. So ultimately, what you need to remember at a munch is do dress appropriately. Do RSVP. Do put forth the effort to socialize. Do follow proper BDSM etiquette. Do tip your wait staff. And And do speak appropriately. Yes. And the don'ts, don't be a creep. Don't be a drunk. And don't judge other people. And don't be a drama queen. No. Nobody likes that, especially in public. But ultimately, if you want to meet kinky people, munches are the way to go. So wait a second. <laughs> the, that right there, the article that you just looked at. Used, used the summary of to... That's, does that say rah-rah? Like, is that your article? Yeah, apparently I wrote this and I don't even remember because I'm just looking at it and You reading. just Googled it, clicked on something random, I, got to the bottom, and we noticed it says about rah-rah. Yes, I'm, I'm Googling do's and don'ts of going to a munch, and apparently an article that I wrote came up, and I didn't... And you didn't remember? I didn't realize. <laughs> until you got to the until bottom? Until I got to the bottom when it says about rah-rah, and it had to be me because there is no other rah-rah. Well, there's nobody quite like rah-rah, no. that's for sure. And then it also says, you know, kink event... King Party and Event Planner in the Washington, Dude, D.C. you've got a bio on there and you didn't even remember writing <laughs> no, it? I did. Good gravy. <laughs> what is... <laughs> All right. No more doing podcasts with alcohol in our water cups. We are done. Shh. You're giving away my secret. Dang. I'm sorry. I didn't have consent to do that, you did, did not. I? Oh, you guys. You have outed me Shh. as the drunk that I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.